everybody, and welcome to another episode of Friendly Local Game Pod. We're excited you can join us as we talk about some more board games we like, stuff we're excited about in general, nerdy stuff, just anything that we, I don't know, feel like talking about. Mm -hmm. How are you, Rachel? I'm doing really well, Jenna. How are you doing? I am good. I am sore, but I am good. You've been doing a lot of gardening. Yes, we have. Uh, mm-hmm. We for we were home for a weekend and actually home, 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 like whole weekend with very little t- other things planned. Mm-hmm. And so we did. We got our vegetable garden in. We got flowers in. All kinds of stuff. It was good. But yeah. I'm going to pay for it for a few days. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So what games have you been playing? So I've been playing the, the Unsolved Case Files cold case murder mystery game and the version that i am playing i believe it's the first one that was ever released is the who murdered harmony ashcroft so a lot of people might argue that this is not a tabletop game that this is not a board game it's more of an activity similar to something like an escape room or you know any other murder mystery style Mm -hmm. game however we talk about all kinds of tabletop gaming things so (laughs) i think it fits right in with the, the type of activities that we do and we talk about what I am liking about it. I'm playing it solo. I really enjoy the solo experience because it literally comes in like a folder, like a file folder and you open it up and inside the file folder is witness statements and the suspects, pictures of the suspects with the statements they gave to the police (laughs) and uh, like transcripts of them being interviewed and their alibis and all sorts of information. It comes with a big packet of of photos that you can use and kind of cross-reference. And this one came with newspaper clippings, which was really interesting because I I like that they made them look like they were actually clipped from a newspaper, like Mm. they're kind of off center, which I thought was just kind of a cool detail. Yeah, that is kind of cool. But I'm really enjoying it. I like pretending that I'm a grizzled old detective and this is the (laughs) one case that got away, you know, (laughs) because I'm a big nerd. (laughs) But I play it at night and I spread it all out over the kitchen table and just pour over it. And it's been really nice for me to have like a quiet activity at night because I have gone from a job that was literally I would go for weeks without talking to anybody to now my new job I talk to people all day long which is great (laughs) but you need that balance in life right Mm -hmm. so coming home and having something quiet that I can work on plus uh, my husband Jacques has been on call all week so (laughs) he's been busy so he can't he can't play games with me this week so I've just been doing this by myself it's it's a little harder than I thought it would be so I'm on stage three of this one I won't give anything away I won't spoil anything but the the objectives that you need to meet for each stage, I, I feel that the one thing I could have used a little bit more clarity with is the objective is really vague. And so, for example, you're trying to find a difference between something and something else. Well, I found several differences in discrepancies. And it's like, well, am, am I looking for the difference in discrepancy? Or am I looking for the most glaring or the most obvious, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that could have been clarified a little bit more. But you know, 
it is what it is. I, I, <laughs> there's a really no winning, you know, right, it's right. just because you do go online after you think you've solved each stage and you verify it online and you have the option to either move on to the next part if you've solved it or you can ask for clues if you haven't or hmm. just continue working without clues. And so I did ask for clues on the second one just because I kind of got stumped. And then when I got the clue, it was like, oh, I should have looked at that, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I do enjoy it. The cases about, uh, I've seen it online between 25 and $30. There are several other cases. The, the It's a little hard to say if it's worth that price because for a board game, that's pretty cheap. But mm -hmm. really, you're just getting a file folder full of paper. So material-wise, while some of the materials are pretty cool and, and unique, they're not outrageous or super cool or anything like that right. either. So... And also with this being a solo game or like a legacy game, you're not going to be replaying this game once you've played it once. So it's, you have to take that into account. But what I think could really make it worthwhile is if you had a friend who was also interested in doing these kind of cases, you each buying one and then swapping. Mm -hmm. And that I think you could do because I actually bought this game secondhand. Uh, so I bought it for half price that it is online. Mm -hmm. Someone was reselling it and I snapped it up because it's something I've always wanted to do. But I was always like, I don't know if I want to pay 30 bucks for a game that I'm going to A, play alone and right. B, I can only play once. So yeah. I like the fact that I was able to snap it up secondhand and I'll probably wind up passing it off to someone mm -hmm. else. So in that way, I think if you're if you're able to find other people who are interested in it, or if you do want to play it as a group, mm -hmm. then as a group activity, it might be worth the cost. But just for yourself, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've certainly spent more on games before, <laughs> but I think I'm more likely to buy this one secondhand. Yeah. So what have you been playing? So you actually play, got to play this with me as well. Yeah. This is going to, I think probably become one of my favorite cooperative games. Uh, this is a game I talked about I was really excited about, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago. Uh, and this is Subterra. Subterra is a cooperative dungeon crawler, basically. Mm -hmm. It's a cave crawler, I guess, technically. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is that you and your fellow explorers have basically fell through a cave-in. Like a cave-in happened, you fell down into this cave and you're trying to explore your way out of it essentially mm -hmm. so you're shuffling up all these tiles you shuffle up an exit in the last six tiles and every time somebody explores or they kind of look out ahead you're going to reveal a new tile and place it and the tiles can have four exits so it can be all four sides or exits it might only be three two or even a dead end um, yeah <laughs> so there's all kinds of options and each of you has a special ability like the engineer can blow through basically walls uh and turn them into openings which is handy and would have been handy <laughs> a couple of times <laughs> you've got the climber which can lay ropes down easier and ropes get you out of slides where you can go down but you can't go back up and ledges where you can't go down or back up and then you've got like a healer and all that kind of stuff but as you're exploring this cave you are coming across things like gas and water <laughs> and 
maybe a horror. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's things down here with you that are basically trying to make sure you don't survive. Right. And so every time you you each do your actions, you get two I'm going to call them action points. They have them in this clocks, like time spent kind of thing. But basically you have two action points, two things you can do. Well, or one thing. So some actions are going to take more of your time than others. So depending on what you choose, you might get to do two things or you might only get to do one. And you can overexert yourself, but you're going to have to do a skill check to see if you lose a health. And a skill check is you just roll a six-sided die. If you get a four, five, or six, you're fine. If you get a one, two, or three, you're not, and you lose a health. And If you, most people only have three health, but like the bodyguard has five. I think there's another one that might have a different one too. And that's important because if you lose your health, you don't necessarily die, (laughs) but you do get knocked out and uh, your, your fellows can come back and save you. So it's, it's this really interesting cooperative game where you are trying to explore the dungeon quickly without putting yourself in too much danger and trying to avoid the horrors, because if you end up on a space with one of the horrors that come out, they're basically going to knock you out immediately. If you end up on gas, it's going to take off some life points. If you end up in a flooded space, it's going to take off some life points. If you end up, sometimes there's tremors and everybody's got to roll a skill check to see if they lose a life point. So it really just kind of depends on which card you flip at the end of the round. So everybody takes their turn, you flip a new card and something happens. And once the horrors come out, they're always moving towards you. If you can ever get more than seven spaces away, they'll disappear. But it's, I don't know, it's just this really kind of tense but very fun like exploration game like you never know how those tiles are going to come out like when we just played I kind of said like right before we played I'm like it's a good idea to maybe spread out in the beginning but once we get toward that like second half of the stack of tiles we need to start coming together because when that exit comes out we all need to try to get out. <laughs> yep, yep. And our friend Bill got isolated <laughs> and he died. Well, he didn't die, but he got knocked out over way on the other side of the board. Essentially, we ended up building a cave back to him <laughs> and hoping we could connect it to revive him. And we ended up being able to do it, but it was very lucky. And there were several several places where if we had come across a dead end, we would have been in big trouble because the horror was coming behind us and we were trying to go ahead of it and we were down a one way and it was yeah it was pretty interesting but the other thing that's cool about this game is you can actually play it in the dark with like black lights and uv lights and that kind of stuff which is pretty cool it's got elements that do light up and they leaned hard into that theme and i think they did a really good job with it uh i have the kickstarter edition which has the three little expansions with some extra characters you can play and some extra like items and dynamite and other things that you can use. We have not played those yet, so I can't speak about those, but just the base game of Subterra is thoroughly entertaining. It does not take very long to explain. And cooperative games lend themselves to teaching anyway, because you're all working together anyway. So I think this is a great one. The only issue, and I do apologize, is this is a hard one to find. Yes. (laughs) It is out of print. I got very lucky and was able to snag a copy from Noble Knight when they had it. And Mm -hmm. you can get them on eBay. I've seen them. I think, I wonder if they'll come out with more because they just had a Kickstarter, um, Subterra 2, Inferno's Edge that uh, finished a while ago, and I I don't know if you're going to see more copies come out um, as a result of that. I'm not sure, but I do really like this game and do recommend it if you can find it. Um, This I think this would be a great family game. The horrors aren't scary. They're just a little token that has slash marks on it. I mean, it's not really 
like terribly creepy. Like it's you're just running around trying to survive is basically all you're mm-hmm. doing. So I highly recommend this game if you can get your hands on it. I think it would be a great family game. Now, do I think $100 is worth it for the base game of this? No, I do not. Yeah. I, I think there are other cooperative games that you can, I mean, you can spend you can get three games for that or three right. or four games for yeah. that and, yeah. and have just as much fun. So I would maybe wait until this game comes out in a second printing or another printing if they've already had a couple or, you know, maybe wait for the second one. I haven't looked into the second one a lot yet, but I'm I'm wondering if it's going to be very similar, just a different setting. I think that one you're in like, I don't know, it has something to do with lava. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say that. I don't know that it's worth $100 um, just for the base game. So I'd be aware of that. But that is Subterra. It is a cooperative dungeon crawler, and I really enjoy it. All right. Mm-hmm. So what game have you been excited about? So one of the games that I'm excited about, one of the many that I've backed on Kickstarter <laughs> may have a problem, um, is Coyote and Crow, the role-playing game. And this is a first creation by Connor Alexander. And this is a really unique role-playing system where it's indigenous American. So it's uh, many, many years in the future. And it's an alternate history line where the Americas were never colonized by Europeans. Mm -hmm. So not only are the Americas populated by indigenous people, but it's in a science fiction setting. I just find that super fascinating. I'm really interested to see how that plays out in the gameplay. And it's, it's just been interesting, like reading about how they're developing their system and I'm just really excited to play it. I really like playing alternate role-playing games. While I, I love the stereotypical Western fantasy trope, you know, that we yes. that we see all over the place. Seeing things from another person's point of view always makes things more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I think that it gives us an opportunity to look at things through another person's point of view in real life. So a cool thing about this campaign too, is that you were able to not only purchase a copy, but also purchase a copy for an indigenous school library. And I think that was a really cool opportunity to add into the campaign. So that's Coyote and Crow. It's a science fiction, indigenous, American based RPG. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that one came up and I remember texting you and being like, Hey, have you seen this? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I shouldn't because I know how we both are, but yeah, I'm like, yep. oh, but if she doesn't, I will. And then I don't yep. know. <laughs> I was like, I maybe know. we need to talk about it and see. So I was, I know. was a little excited that you backed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to play it. I think it would be a good one to, to bring to our group. Yes, I agree. So how about you? I am excited. So I we've talked about this several times on this podcast. I am a huge supporter of Genius Games, and I love the stuff that they put out. Yes. I am excited. I have more of them now, but I'm excited to get out of pandemic <laughs> social distancing so we can maybe maybe play some more in class with, you know, less concern. But Genius Games has come out with a... I'm going to call it a sequel. I think that's what they called it, a sequel to Cytosis. And Cytosis was you are competing to be the best animal cell. Well, now they've come up with cellulose and you are competing to be the best plant cell. So some of the mechanisms are going to be the same, but uh, understandably plant cells are different than animal cells. Mm -hmm. So there are Mm -hmm. different mechanisms that are 
changing as well. It's cool because you're going to have like a sunrise phase, a day phase, and an evening phase. And you're trying to not only grow your plants, but you've got to deal with hormones and you've got to deal with all these different things that are actually happening. And of course, because it's genius games, they're as scientifically accurate as they can be. Yes. And, you know, it's it's can be a training tool, but is also just very fun. And so I'm very excited to see how this one turns out. They did a cool thing where if you backed in the first three days, they planted a tree, which was kind of cool. Oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah. So I just, I really like what they do. I'm very excited for cellulose. I'm always excited to add to my Genius Games collection. So yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that, that is what I'm excited about. Yeah. So, I, I saw that one. I'm very excited to play that yes, too. Yes, I am too. So what other things have you been up to? So another nerdy thing. So I know that all my nerdy things lately have sort of revolved around my new job. <laughs> but uh, I have made a nerdy purchase. And I apologize because you do the editing for this podcast. And this is going to cause some extra editing on your part. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> but I got us each a blind <gasps> box. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I am so excited. What is an oh my gosh. She handed me this adorable little box that has dragons on it. And uh-huh. I love dragons. <laughs> and these are burnt embers. They're little baby dragons. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you opening? Yes, okay. we're opening. I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so they're different colors, just so everybody knows. And It'll be interesting to see what we get. I'm so excited. Oh, oh. Oh, you're so cute. Ah, we got, <laughs> oh, we got the same one. <laughs> oh, funny. That's really funny. Yeah, we got the little green guy. So oh these, these are just called burnt embers. They're not associated with any other type of, they're not an IP or anything. They're by Toynami. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. And I just happened to see them online uh, as I was uh, going through our new releases. I know. (laughs) So we got the one that's named Soot. We got that one. Yeah. And he's green. And so if you go to the Big Bad Toy Store website, you don't have to go to the Big Bad Toy Store. (laughs) You could go to uh, just Toynami, I'm sure. I think the pictures don't do them justice. They're way cuter in person. They are so cute. So... (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, oh, that's Jenna written all over yeah. it. And I'm like, but I want one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him. He's so cute. So congrats. We'll say that's our thousand <laughs> listens. Yeah, right, we're <laughs> a little bit behind of that. Yeah. But that's, that's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. And our over a year anniversary. Event. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Someday we'll celebrate that as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So how are Uh, you doing? I'm good. We, as I said earlier, we got our garden in. That makes me really happy. You know, nothing, nothing too crazy else going on. It was kind of fun. So a lot of the teachers that I work with are now all vaccinated. So we were able to get together on Friday night. And that was, it was so nice just to kind of sit and and chat and be together without face masks and all that kind of good stuff. So I, that was, that was a very nice, (laughs) I was kind of a, I don't know, just a a little nice refresh. The school year is wrapping up and we were able to do something that felt a little more normal. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. other than that, I mean, (laughs) we're watching The Middle on HBO Max and it's about a family that lives in Indiana. And (laughs) (laughs) just kind of your very like average flyover state 
family right. is what they're getting at, right? So, right. Um, it has the janitor from Scrubs, if you ever watch Scrubs. Oh, yeah. I love him. And, I love him. <laughs> um, it was the mom from Everybody Loves Raymond. And then okay. Okay. Their kids are hilarious. Brick is so funny. Is one of their youngest boys named Brick. And Brick, <laughs> Axel, and Sue are their kids' names. Yes. <laughs> but it's it's pretty good. So we've been watching that. Um, we got a lot done this weekend. We were, like I said, pretty productive. So, but yeah, really nothing too crazy. Just trying to survive. You know, the last three weeks, four weeks of school. Um, we have a girls' weekend uh, weekend coming up. I know. Which I'm, very I'm about. so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Sorry, guys. I'm not sorry. They can yeah. go somewhere else. <laughs> I think they're going to my house. I think they are. <laughs> or maybe our friend Travis just built a gaming shed. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> they call it a shed, but it's like basically it's a, it's a two stall garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they fully insulated yes. and framed and like put up walls and. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It, really it'll cool. be nice. And yeah, so I'm excited for the guys because I think that that us getting together is forcing them to like actually make plans yes. too. And <laughs> I'm sure that they need some guy time away from us too. Yes. So I am excited. Uh, it'll be nice to, we're playing games. We're talking about watching movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be a good time. Yep. We just got some patio furniture. We can go sit outside. Yeah. All kinds of good stuff. There's lots of uh, Golden Girls memes going back yes. and forth. Yes. Lots. <laughs> lots, lots. We might need cheesecake. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for us this week. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to tune in next time to hear more about board games we're playing, things we're excited about, and more cool, nerdy things that we love. All right, everybody, take care. Be nice to each other. We'll see you soon. Bye.